I've spoken about this on my website. I've posted about this on my social media, mainly Instagram. And now I'm talking about it on this episode of the podcast because I think it's fair to presume almost everyone is curious as to how much food impacts how your downstairs smells and tastes. I actually posted something on Instagram just the other day talking about how sweet fruits and things like that can render your underneath just as sweet. As usual, there may be the odd profanity thrown in here or there, so listener discretion is necessary. Firstly, there's no real scientific evidence that food affects how you taste or smell, but logic argues that there is a connection. Logic and what we kind of know. If we were to take the basic understanding that what we consume impacts the odour emitted from our pores, then it kind of stands to reason that your sensitive bits could be affected too, no? I mean, it's all part of your body after all. Think about when you take antibiotics, if you've ever taken antibiotics. It ain't coincidental that antibiotic piss is a thing. It usually has like this really strong, weird kind of metallic-y, medicinal kind of smell going on. And then what about when somebody breezes past you and or comes over to talk to you and you can blatantly tell they've had garlic or onions like the night before. And you know it's the night before because it's slightly different to the odour that you might have when someone's eaten fresh onion. Fresh onion does give off a strong smell as well, but a sort of stale smell is what you kind of tend to get if someone's had something really oniony or garlicky. Like the next day, it might be sort of lingering on their breath or seeping out of their pores. Yeah, it's a bit of, it's kind of stale, but not like in a really kind of, oh my God, you stink way. It's just... Okay, yeah, you ate garlic or onions last night. We can tell because you kind of funk of it. This could potentially be anybody. Like anybody that eats garlic and onions could potentially have that smell going on. It's just something. It gets into the bloodstream. It's, they're quite pungent vegetables and they can seep through the pores. So yeah, if that's what happens with those things, then I'm kind of of the mindset that other foodstuffs or consumables could have a similar effect like a desirable or undesirable effect, depending on what it is that we're putting into our bodies. Songs like Diced Pineapples by Rick Ross. Now I'm sure we're all, even if you're not a hip hop or a rap fan, you may have heard the whole Diced Pineapples thing because it definitely triggered a massive discussion, like in popular, I hate this term, but in popular culture, it was a discussion. That song springs to mind every time this discussion comes up about does eating fruit make your fanny smell nice? There's one line in particular from the Dice Pineapple song. It goes, and I'm not going to rap it. <laughs> I'm not going to rap it. It goes, shorty so fine, pussy so fresh, diced pineapples that my baby tastes the best. That's pretty much, I mean, it don't take a genius to figure out that Rick is implying that if a woman to eat pineapples, her vulva would taste just as lush. An age-old argument, as I've said. I remember having conversations about, I was like, you know, I'm tired of this conversation. And I don't think the debate's going away in a hurry because as society, we're much more open to discussing things around 
our genitals, whereas maybe 10 years ago or so, it wasn't really something we did. Not so publicly, not so openly, but now it's like a free-for-all, isn't it? So let's talk about how your vulva smells. Let's talk about how your penis smells. Let's talk about how your semen smells. Let's talk about how your pussy juice smells. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, it's not such a weird discussion anymore, maybe. So does eating pineapple make a woman's downstairs taste sweet? This is what we're dying to know. This is what we're dying to understand. I feel like even if you don't care, it's something that you would probably want to know the answer to. Is it real or is it not? I personally don't see why not, even if it's only temporary. Again, going back to the whole garlic and onion odour thing lingering, that's a temporary thing that eventually goes away. So I'm wondering if the whole pineapple thing could be temporary too. Might make it sweeter for a minute, but then once it's out of your system, then it's back to what you kind of usually taste and smell like. There is no research that can back this. But given that pineapple is acidic and it has a high sugar content, I kind of feel like it could affect vaginal juices or even semen or even the taste of semen. But I would imagine you'd probably need to eat a fair amount in order to kind of notice anything. And it would have to be consumed like a while beforehand. What I mean by beforehand is, so if you know that you're going to date a dude and you've been hearing, oh my God, pineapples make your vag taste good and he's going to go down on me because we've been talking about it. So he's going to eat me out. Here, I'm going to go and eat some pineapple so it tastes sweet. Probably not going to work like that. If it's going to work at all, I can't imagine it would be an instantaneous thing. It would be something that perhaps builds up over time. Okay, so the garlic and the onion thing is more instant because they're very pungent vegetables. But I feel like because pineapple isn't pungent, but it's just high in sugar, fruit sugars, it might be something that needs to kind of build up. In, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I'm just saying this is my kind of take, my understanding, my presumptions theories, whatever you want to call it. So you can just rubbish it because it probably is rubbish. So I think if it's going to work, it would probably be something that you would need to do for a while beforehand so that it can build up in the body. Again, for guys as well, if you're trying to make your semen taste sweeter, then I guess it would be a similar principle. I guess probably the best way of doing it is to introduce these foodstuffs into your diet, like on a permanent basis, if you're really concerned about something like that. If you believe that it can change stuff, then it should be like a permanent fixture, if anything. I think as far as women are concerned, the pH balance of the vagina is so important because the bacteria that keeps the pH balance at what it should be basically wards off infections and keeps everything nice down there. I've spoken about pH balances before and how when it gets knocked off, it can create all kinds of issues downstairs, including BV, which is very common, bacterial vaginosis. So yeah, foods. I think there's quite a bit about food that you eat and how this can affect or influence the vaginal pH balance. So I kind of feel like if it's going to affect it, it's going to affect the taste too, perhaps, maybe. For example, things like asparagus. Now we all know about asparagus. We all know that eating asparagus will generally make our piss smell very strong. That's just a kind of given. Not entirely sure why. Don't have the science behind it, but we just know it does. And we also know that it's a short-term thing. So if we understand that, then there's kind of like, I don't know, there's got to be a direct correlation between food and the vagina because, again, we're kind of influenced to eat certain things to promote overall health as well as vaginal health. Things like yoghurt with live cultures and we're also encouraged to ingest probiotics to, to benefit down there. Again, the whole pH balance and the bacteria. There are certain foods that are encouraged. We're encouraged to kind of eat to make that, you know, that be a thriving space for want of a better expression. That thing's affecting your bits. That's still foodstuffs, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's an interesting debate because we're always encouraged to eat things like veg and fruit and kind of told to keep meat and carbs to a minimum, told to drink lots of water, 
to keep everything nice and balanced, you know, and just to generally keep ourselves healthy overall. And that has to include our bits, right? Because our vulvas, our penises, if you've got a penis, these are part of your body. So it kind of just all works into the same idea that food must somehow affect the taste and smell of your bits because it affects your body as a whole. Like as an organic being, what you kind of put in affects the overall look and outcome of, of the body. So yeah, water, for example, how many times have we been pumped with this idea that water, you must drink water, you must drink water. Staying hydrated is life. It helps boost energy, keeps the circulation popping. It has positive benefits for every part of your body from your eyes all the way down to your lady bits. When you take into account that your body is made up of, well, mostly water, it kind of stands to reason. I really do think there is some connection between what we eat and our body odours. There has to be. I remember hearing, oh my gosh, but I remember having like a sensible conversation with a guy and he was telling me that women that eat a lot of meat tend to have a more, I know this sounds really off, but ha tend to have a more meaty taste down there. I've also heard that women that eat a lot of vegetables tend to have like a green kind of taste down there, which I guess links with vegetables. And actually people that eat a lot of sweets tend to have sort of a sweeter, a more sweeter taste. And that would kind of work. In my head, that kind of works because it's what you're putting into your body. I think it's important though to say that we shouldn't really get too hung up on what we're tasting like, what we're smelling like, unless it's a cause for concern. So by that, I mean, as a woman, your vagina is going to smell the way it should. Everybody's got an individual smell. Everybody's got a unique smell. You can't really compare it to somebody else's because you ain't them and they ain't you. But provided there's no bad odours, provided there's no sort of obvious signs of an infection, like a discoloured kind of discharge, sort of itchiness, just something that's not right, normal for you, that doesn't smell normal for you. Because I think we all kind of know we all have an idea of what we should be smelling like, if that makes sense. That sounds so sort of strange, but I feel like you understand what I'm saying. You would know if something's off, put it that way. You might not know, oh my God, yeah, I smell like that. Or I can describe, I smell like shortcake or whatever. No, but you would know if suddenly you don't smell like that or suddenly there's something new smelling, then you would know something's off. So I think the key is to know yourself and to not be too hard on yourself. And I think songs like Dice Pineapples kind of, all right, it's a bit of fun, but then at the same time, some people take this stuff literally. And I'm sure there are women out there that feel that they smell rotten because they might not smell like diced pineapples or even taste like diced pineapples. But I think it would be fair to say that most guys don't really care about that as long as you're clean. And as I said, and as long as you don't sort of smell off. And again, for guys or women with guys, you know, if, if, it, if you're sleeping with men, you know, if the penis smells off, then it's like, okay, yeah, you need to do something about that. But I don't think a woman would necessarily think, okay, well, he doesn't taste like honey, so something's not right. Or he doesn't smell like flipping what? I don't know. You know, most of the time people smell of their aftershave or their perfume or do you know what I mean? There's no real kind of, body odour as such it's normally what they've applied to their skin be that cream be that perfume so yeah I don't even know what we're looking for really but I think we shouldn't get too hung up on ideals and what we think should be happening uh, and just focus on staying healthy keeping the body healthy keeping an eye out for changes and that kind of thing anything else is what it is do you know what I mean I, I you know I, I would imagine there are people that have strong genital smells like a strong odour but that would be like their normal kind of odour you know, as I said, as long as it's normal for you, like nothing out of the ordinary, then yeah, 
you're good. And also, I think for women, it's important to notice that obviously your body changes throughout the month. So you may notice different things throughout the month. But at the same time, again, it's knowing what's what's right for you. And guys, OK, yeah, things might not change necessarily through the month, but you might notice an odour after maybe having sex with someone else. It might just go away after a couple of days, in which case you might not have anything to worry about outside of your regular checks, of course, when you're sleeping with someone new. But if it's something that lingers or something that you've noticed that is sort of there, then, yeah, that could be a cause for concern. It could be an infection or something like that. So, yeah, overall, tastes, smells, what it should be like, what it should taste like. Let's not get too hung up on that. Let's not focus too much on foods trying to change and alter how we are naturally. Just maintain health and yeah, the rest is just what it should be. I think that's the only way we can look at it. I don't think we should um, be over consuming things like pineapples in a, in a crazy attempt to have the sweetest tasting pussy juice in the land. I've heard some really weird descriptions of vaginal juices, you know, like speaking to people, it's so interesting because like their take on stuff. And I have to also add as a reassurance to the ladies listening to this, I don't feel like I've come across many men that have made a point of saying women that they've been with stink, but when we were younger, you know, when you're growing up and guys are experimenting. And I think in a lot of instances, a lot of girls don't necessarily know about hygiene too tough or they're not up on their feminine hygiene. So maybe they're in situations where they might be having sex with guys and not knowing that, yeah, you know, like if you don't do it with a condom, like that could create a pH imbalance, which could render you a little bit smelly um, because of the whole bacteria thing going on aka bacterial vaginosis as a youngster you might not necessarily know that so you could be waltzing around with essentially a fishy fanny and not knowing what the hell's going on and that's when you'll get guys chatting shit about oh well you know she's stank but no one kind of knows why it's just that's what it is so yeah outside of those kind of situations I remember sorry I'm really digressing here I remember being in school once and this is a really awful tale I'm just gonna cut it really short and to the point I remember one girl in school I mean she was a bit let's just say she was sort of uh, on the wrong side of clean in terms of how she used to like there was always like a musty smell like sweat you know like obviously when sweat has dried into clothes and stuff like that it creates a smell like fresh sweat doesn't smell we know this so if I'm smelling sweat on you that means your clothes are sweaty they've been sweaty you ain't washed your clothes yeah she used to smell a little bit like that but we were quite young at the time so you know now as an adult I can look back and be like you know what I'll oh, forgive her maybe she wasn't taught the right ways maybe she didn't realize whatever but I remember one time we were getting photos school photos taken and we had to go into this little area and sit down and like a few of us were sitting on chairs some some of us were on the floor and I remember this particular girl sat on the floor and as she sat on the floor she crossed her legs I kid you not I think this is the first time I ever smelt something that I could say constituted a fishy fanny but it was a mixture of fish and almost like a bit pooey as well it was like really really pungent and I'm not saying this to shame anybody because as I said as an adult now I can look back and appreciate that there must have been other things going on but as like a 15 year old girl that's come from a home where hygiene and cleanliness is next to godliness was like the strap line okay I couldn't understand I, I, to be honest, I was so shocked. I wasn't even like, okay, I'm not going to say anything. But other people noticed. And there were certain girls that kind of mouthy that made it known that you stink. And I remember like the girl got shamed for it, which as I say now, and I mean it, wholeheartedly mean it, that weren't right. But at the time it was just like, whoa, you know? And again, because I'm babbling, I've actually lost my point. I think what I was trying to say was these days or as an adult, I don't really experience men 
making comments about the smell of women's genitals like that because I believe that most women they they know themselves to a point and they know how to look after themselves and clean themselves I say most I can't put my hand in the fire for all but I would like to think uh, most women do have a good understanding of what's normal for them and how to maintain themselves and guys likewise so yeah I think the main takeaway from this episode is not to get too hung up on on what you think you should smell like and just focus on staying healthy filling your body with healthy foods and whatever smell your body decides to emit based on all the healthy goodness that you're filled with is exactly what it should be if you do fancy getting in touch with me connecting with me linking with me saying hi or whatever do hit me up on the socials instagram and twitter cheryl's world that's s-h-e-r-r Y-L-S well and uh, or you can check out my lifestyle platform which is tintedblue.com yeah but that's pretty much it for this week I will catch you next time